Hello and welcome to the Edge of the Box Football Podcast, a show where we aim to challenge football convention with thought-provoking and outside-of-the-box points of view. Today we're putting our manager hats on and doing a bit of summer shopping on behalf of our individual clubs, Chelsea, Spurs and Arsenal. We're picking three players we'd like them to buy and three players we'd like them to sell. The only rule is, each transfer has got to be realistic and within reason. I'm your host, Harry Brent. Right. So we've got a brand new uh, season ahead of us. And just as we did last summer, um, we're going to do um, a couple of, we're going to do sort of fantasy transfers. Three in, three out. That's the way it works. We did this last year. Um, so we have a Chelsea fan, we have an Arsenal fan, and we have a Tottenham fan in the house. So we're going to have three people we'd like to see leave the club, three people we'd like the club to buy. And these have to be generally pretty realistic. You can't go and say, I want. Messi and Mbappe and, and ha- Holland or whatever, like you, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, within within, I'd say within reason. So if if you've got enough reason to suggest, well, you know, I think we could get this person, or if your sales generate enough funds that you think this means that we'll be able to sign this bloke, you can do it that way as well. So anyway, we'll try and have a bit of uh, try and have a bit of fun with it. Um, last year, I think we had pretty good success actually. Dave, the Arsenal fan, you you said you wanted party in and you got party in didn't you mm. and then our man city fan who's sadly not with us tonight um he said ferran torres i think is who he wanted and then they went and bought him so right who wants to kick us off i don't mind i can go first oh, I, on, I usually go, go last you always so. tend to go last sorry you start. so I, i'll start with my three out because actually they're similar to last year and i think it might even be identical to last year um i've tried to avoid just just saying dead Deadwood because that's kind of obvious and I didn't want to include anyone that's been out on loan and is and is coming back but I have included one because I just need the guy out of the club which is Danny Drinkwater I said him last year just get rid of him I don't like it's just he I didn't like I didn't like him at Man United I didn't like him at Leicester I certainly hated it when we signed him for a stupid amount of money he's been rubbish even when he's tried to play for us he then got into trouble in, in you know in a few clubs he sent a stupid Instagram post of himself celebrating when Lampard got sacked before deleting it. He tried um, to fight with a sixteen-year-old Tottenham player. Tried to fight with yeah, and and like just get rid of him, get him out. He's he's bad. He's bad blubber. Hey, would you um, would you quote drive him there yourself? I mean, look, I'm thinking of petrol money at that point. I don't know. I don't think so. If he was going to West Ham, which is just up the road for me, I might. But. Um, <laughs> No, look, I, I don't, I don't, I don't hate the guy. I just, I just think that he's he's not good enough for the team. Um, he's probably on wages that are far better than what he deserves, and I don't, I don't respect him. So I, I, I would, you know, he, he's the only player that I'm actively like, I don't like you. I don't, I would not say that about any Chelsea, probably any Chelsea player, in you know. But yeah, just Danny Drinkwater. I just no, he's, you know, he's just not not my cup of tea. Um, so uh, yeah. He can uh, he can get out. Thanks. Um, the next one, and again, I think I, I think I did this last year. Um, Callum Hudson Odoi. I, I just just because I mean, look, I he, there's obviously this question mark of oh he could become something. I I think that something is a, is a good not great winger, and and I just think that you're we're missing an opportunity right now to kind of, I don't think you get much, you know, you'll, you'll get beyond 50 million for him, but if you wanted to cash in, I just fear you might not get that in, in a couple of years. And I, I just personally don't think he's quite at the level that Chelsea are going to need for a winger going forward. If he wants to stay as a rotational player, then, then that, that could be fine. But he's been playing wing back on there. He played wing back at the start of Tuchel's reign. And then he stopped doing that. Um, maybe because it was the business end and there were a lot of important games. And I think Tuchel is looking for a more assertive kind of wing back. And he, he could, you know, look, he could, he could fill that role. But uh, yeah, I, I still, I still, in some ways, in some ways, I, I think we, we possibly should have even sold him to Bayern Munich when they were, when they were going after him because that was when his stock was, was really high. And, uh, yeah, and maybe, then he got injured. Yeah, you know, he's he's just he's, I think he's as I say I just think he's 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 a good winger at best and I don't think that uh if you're truly aspiring to be a you know like I don't see a title winning team with Hudson Odoi as a regular starter ever and whereas the other wingers that we have are wide 
forwards or whatever you want to call them. I, I could see them. In- Are you worried? Were you su- surprised that Chelsea went for Hakimi when you obviously have Reese James? I was. I really was. I I, I was because tr- I thought phenomenal, like a quality player. Yeah. Yeah, look, Hakimi's great, and 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 part of me was sort of rooting for it when it when it was when it was going around. It, yeah, it was it was one of those things where because because the, as the reports say, we, we Chelsea were looking at Hakimi a couple of years ago and and decided not to go for him because of Reese James because they just thought, look, we you know this guy's going to come through and is going to not necessarily be as good as him, but just is going to be there. So we don't need to it's a position we don't necessarily need to fill. And I was surprised because I thought he's Tuchel's played him a lot, and and he's you know really looked good, and he and he's he is good going forward. James, it's not like James is just a defensive sort of guy, but he was when he you know going after him, it kind of made me wonder: does he see Reese James's future as a centre back, or maybe yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, mm. well, you know, because he he has sorted into a right centre back before, and yeah, he, he did that towards the end of the season, and he played he played midfield for Wigan before, uh, and for our youth teams, he's played there. So you know, and he's got the, you know, he's got the technical attributes to do it. So who knows what the future holds? But yeah, I, I hope the future hold, has Reese James in the team because you know I think he, he you know you you'd, you'd miss a trick. But um, don't forget, uh, Akima can play a lot further up the pitch as well. It's not just like fullback; he can play winger. Yeah, I think I think that because I, I guess that's the that's the appeal of it is is that you've got a wing back in a, in a, let's say you're playing against a team that's that's just very sort of sitting back and 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 defending on the edge of the box you've you've got a kind of another forward that you can use i don't really reese james has got a great cross in him but i don't think he could ever be that kind of yeah. geezer who got, you know like like marcus alonso is on the left he'll pop up in the box and might get you six or seven goals a year i don't think reese james will do that yeah. so maybe that was his thinking but you know, um, yeah, ultimately not. not that what do you think the um, Reese James's future position will be, or what would you like it to be? Oh, yeah, I think I think right back is 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 fine. I yeah, it's, it's just hard to tell because I've heard so much about the fact that he can play across the, you know, in in a few positions. Um, I, I just, I, I think his it's not. We discussed this when we discussed the right backs going into the Euros. His his crossing ability is is not as good as Alexander Arnold's, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, but it's a really good weapon of his. And I, I sort of think if you take him, in, if you put him in the centre anywhere, you take that away, and, and you know, there's not like we haven't got that from Aspilicueta, we haven't got that from Chilwell, we haven't really even got that from Alonso. So yeah, it's not like he's massive either, at all, is it? Uh, no, he's he's not he's not he's six foot two, I think. He's six two. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's not he's a small massive. guy. He's stocky, he looks shorter, but he is. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was short. I thought he, I thought he was like 5'11", 6'0". Mm. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see where, where, where Tuchel plays him this, this year because I think, you know, we've still got, um, you know, Azpilicueta can play at that fullback even if we don't sign anyone. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what what goes on there. Um, and then my last one to get to out is... Um, I mean, just because there's, there's not many players in the squad that I, I'd want to get rid of, it was Emerson, Palmieri, we don't need three left-backs, similar as that. I thought about Kepa, but I was like, I don't... I think if he's happy to be on the bench, I'm happy to have him on the bench. Like, Most we're not going to... expensive reserve key. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, you know... I, not... I had that similar issue with uh, Deli Alli hmm. in that you probably wouldn't recoup kind of money that you would want to so it's probably best to leave it for a season or two to see if we find some form yeah you, you'd almost be happy to, to loan them out and and at least yeah. sell them off the back of that than than rather just sell them straight away yeah, if, if, they have, if they have a good loan spell at least with Deli Ali, you'd be making a profit though like you said you wouldn't be capitalizing on his great form but you'll still make far more than what you pay for him yeah. while Pepe you'll literally be lucky to get like what half yeah, if, if that, I mean, he's seventy-two. Uh, yeah. I think we bought him for so. Jesus, yeah. Probably get twenty. 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 If that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure there's still, still a good keeper in there, but um. Definitely. Um. Drink water tonight. Drink water, yeah. So drink water, uh, Hudson and Emerson Palmer. As a know, who do you think's a better midfielder? Has drink water or Jordan Henderson? Oh, Jordan Henderson by a. Considerable distance, yeah. 
even peak Leicester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this is the thing that was he's sitting next to Kante. <laughs> there's no, there's no like drink water. Was, <laughs> this is always because when during that, I remember during that season again, I have a lot of Leicester fan mates, and, and they were they were going, they were really really going because they love Vardy, and they're mm. really going on about Mares, and, and they love, they like they obviously recognise Kante was really good as well, yeah. and I could accept those three when they were going, oh these guys are great, but then they were started trying to convince me that oh Danny Simpson man he's playing out obviously Christian Fuchs is amazing, Danny Drinkwater brilliant like Wes Morgan actually Wes Morgan's really like no these are all rubbish players that are just not title winning at all don't you've had three players that were brilliant amongst <laughs> a load of flipping normies and um, drink water was the pick of the bunch <laughs> okay moving on to the in so I'm going to do this in in a, in a slightly di- different way because so obviously the, the really in terms of the the only hole and I'm not saying we don't have anywhere to improve because we do but uh, other than this because we do but the, the main hole in the squad is the striker we need a striker we need goals and the the my kind of the boring answer is Erling Haaland mm. but but for the sake of this because I I don't need to spend ten minutes talking about why we need Erling Haaland because that's just boring I'm gonna. But but that, that is still one of my answers, and because I ha- because I've only got two others, I'm going to include that. But let's just say, for example, that Holland doesn't happen. Dortmund don't want to sell him, or he doesn't want to come, or whatever. Um, I think we need to find goals from somewhere. We need because we can't go into next season again with the same situation of you know not knowing if Werner's going to hit form, not knowing how many Havertz is going to get, not knowing. You know, having Jorginho as our top scorer, we just can't do that anymore. Um, so I've been a bit shrewd, and I think, as much as I don't particularly rate this guy super highly, I think there's an opportunity there. Griezmann on loan, get him in. I just think because obviously Barcelona are in this weird financial situation, they need to get rid of players, they need to get rid of wages because they've obviously identified that they want Messi and they'll stop at nothing to register Messi, even if that means getting rid of some great players. And he, he's been linked with a few places, back to Atletico, to Juventus. I don't, I don't love him, and he's 30. So, but, but I just think if, if, if you couldn't get Haaland, say, and there was no one, because there's no one else really, other than like, you know, Lukaku, who's staying into Kane, who's not going to come to Chelsea. There's no one else that I would kind of go like, right, you know, bet on that. I, I think if you if you brought Griezmann in, I think he'd suit the he'd suit the sort of Tuchel system. I think you could play him alongside Timo Werner, and, and that you know that could work work pretty well. And and he's one of few players that I think would, if he works out, it's it's at least 15 goals, isn't it? And that's that's more than you can say for our squad right now. You know, you could entrust that to Tammy Abraham or or whoever, but. You just that is, I think it's more of a risk. Whereas if you you could you could get someone like Griezmann on loan because Barcelona need to get rid of people. Um, and as much as I'm not his biggest fan, I just think that would be a nice little because you know if he's he is thirty, so if you wanted to do it for two even two years or something, you know, that could uh, that could be a nice little. Um, do you not, do you not fear that him and Timo Werner would be occupying the same spaces? Not really, because because Gr- Griezmann, Griezmann, Werner, Werner likes to run in behind. Griezmann is not. Griezmann likes to kind of you know dance around in between the lines, and and you know he's not he's not playing off the last last defender. Um, uh, you know you, you could you could have you could have him up top instead of Werner, but I you know I think the two could could quite easily play together, and, and you know I just think that you want as many people in your team you don't want to just have one person who can score in your team I think that that always makes you feel all right you stop this guy and the goals dry up and I think that if you had Werner and Griezmann say in the same side then suddenly you know you're not because I'm guessing Werner's going to find his form at some point who knows he gets in the position you just don't finish it I mean you can't you can't keep that up for ages there's always so long you can not score for yeah if you're getting yourself in the positions and if um, you know if 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 Werner is um, is is not um, you know is not firing, then at least you've got someone there who who you know is rather than you know having it being Olivier Giroud, who I love, but but you know is not going to get you, I'm going to get you 20, 20 goals a season. 
Um, and my my third one, which is going to be my um, what do you call it, posy posy one. So I, I I would be quite happy to get. I, I'm I'm very happy that Chelsea link with Declan Rice. I like Declan Rice. I think that we need to sort of uh, my my choice is not Declan Rice, by the way. Just just to make that clear, because I don't think I don't think West Ham are going to sell him. I think they're going to ask for above 100 million. And I, to be honest, I don't think he's worth over 100 million. I don't think anyone's going to go for him until his contract runs down a little bit. Um, so with that in mind, I would, I would try, I want to try and go for somebody who I think is um, of the same sort of style, you know, someone who you can kind of use initially as cover for Kante, but then possibly with a view to, having him replace him in a couple of years. Um, and it is uh, Monaco's, I'm going to get this name buggered up, or, or, uh, Oriolen Too Many. Too Many, man. Too yeah, many, man. Yeah, and, and too, I, I, won't, <laughs> I, I won't try and claim that I've seen seen this guy for the under-16s, whoever the hell. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. That, I first saw him because Cesc Fabregas was, because I've you know, got Cesc Fabregas on social media and stuff, and he was going on about him quite a lot in January. Um, just sort of talking about him being, you know, someone who could grow into a, a sort of really sort of complete midfielder and stuff. Um, and the, the very limited bits I've seen of him, I think I think that's probably true. He can he can kind of I, I, I would I would see him in I would possibly see him in the mold of like when Chelsea bought John Abu Mikel to to sort of be Makalele's um, successor. Obviously, it didn't quite work out as. As, as that because every Mikel wasn't nowhere near as good as Makalele but um, I would I would view it like that you could you could buy, you could buy this guy you know 30 million or so he could he could act as cover and just give Chelsea's midfield a bit more a bit more solidity but be that kind of all-encompassing midfielder as well if you need him to be he'd have a couple of years to learn on the job if if he's if he turns into the player he is fantastic we've got a great player if not Declan Rice, will, his contract will be one year to go at that point, so you could go and get him on it slightly cheaper. So that was that was my uh, that was my logic there. I think that's a great that's a great shot, one for the future, like you said, could learn from Kante for a few years and potentially take over, and then you could, I guess, even bring in Declan Rice because someone like Jorginho could have moved on. Kante, obviously, yeah, I, I wouldn't say Declan Rice is a good mix for Jorginho. A good. I mean, I know. He, I, I feel like Declan Rice. No, I feel like Jorginho is fantastic at not moving, even though he covered the most ground at the Euros. Weirdly <laughs> enough, but you know what I mean. He, he's he's good at receiving, oh, yeah. receiving the ball and just like a distributor. Yeah, know, uh, yeah. Well, I, Declan Rice can do that, and I think he gives a seven out of ten in basically every aspect of football, and I think he's mm. really good at it. But I, I, I think I think he's more of a some kind of box to box, not a kind of like distribution of the ball. Yeah, I, like I, I'm, I'm yeah, I, I'm looking for someone who can be a bit of a I, I don't like the word, but a bit of a destroyer. Someone because the other thing to note is Kante's thirty now, and you've got to try and I think he's had a couple of injury problems the last last couple of years, and you want to try and manage him well, and because you might you, you you know you can't expect him the amount of, he runs and the amount he flings himself about, he's he's not gonna just be Superman for the rest of his career. So I think ideally you'd want to start playing him in, you know, the big games, not the big games only, but you know what I mean? 50% of the games and, and rest him and stuff. And I think if you got it, got in someone who could sort of, you know, be a kind of, for want of a better phrase, a young and girl, can't say, I think that would be the best way to do it. And as I say, if it didn't work out, then I think you could go, you could go to rice because it wouldn't be that, you know, 30 million is nothing in this transfer market. So, uh, I think he's got a thirty-four million pound release clause, is what I read. So, uh, have you seen all your links with um, Lewandowski? Yeah, I considered Lewandowski, and then I just thought to myself, why would why would Bayern let him go? Uh, like for money, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, because that that was the other. I was thinking that before I had Griezmann. To be honest, I was thinking Lewandowski, but but I just thought, well, like I mean. You know, of course, I was thinking, well, yeah, he's 33, 34, and yeah, 50 million. That could, but then I just thought, what if you're buying? Why, why, why would you let him go unless you were in Barcelona Real Madrid situation where you're strapped for cash? What reason have they got unless they know that they can get Holland, say, 
What reason yeah. have they got for letting a guarantee? He got got like forty one goals last year. Like what? They've got no reason to let him go. I I, I know these links are about, and he, he is sort of touted as one to look go for if if you can't get Holland for all these big clubs. But I was thinking to myself, I don't understand why. Um. But um. But yeah, you know. I, Everywhere else on the pitch, you know, we, we could do with it. We could do with another centre back because I don't, you know, Thiago Silva's not thirty-seven next year, and you know all the other players are not world class, but but they perform so well in the Champions League and in the, the yeah, run. Christian's was fantastic. Yeah, and Christian, you know, and you just sort of I think that they've earned themselves another year of kind of you know, and and plus I don't really know who else who there is to get you know apart from I mean Varane is the only one that's sort of touted around as, as, as some... uh, you got Moran Skriniar uh, Skriniar as well I mean, Anderson uh, Kunde yeah there's I mean there's a look there's a few but but I, I looked at all of them and I thought are they are they any of them a guarantee that that all are you know like Azpilicueta Rudiger and Christensen aren't I'm not saying that I'm not saying that all the players are yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying yeah, they're that, not better than the those players, one. but but what I mean is like if you're gonna, you know, when you know when Kaladu Kudabali was was, everyone was saying someone's gonna pay eighty million for him, or when Virgil Van Dijk, you know, that sort of same, same sort of situation, or, or you know Diaz, you, you you got these players who you think right, spend money on them because they are actually going to improve you improve your your squad. I, I just didn't feel maybe it's just a personal thing. I didn't feel anyone out there was 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 that level to go, yeah, I'll spend 65, 70, 80 million on someone and, and be happy with it. So um I'm surprised you didn't say um Kamavinga has. Do you know what? I, I think it's it's probably um to do with the fact because we had Ren in our in our Champions League group this year, last year. And it's unfair to judge him off the basis of two games, but he didn't touch the ball. And I thought I thought he looked quite ordinary. Um, I know he's young and stuff, and 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 he's you know he's got the, he's obviously really really highly rated, but and you know I, yeah I just I think I don't know I, I didn't I I've seen Man United link with him and I, I just don't think it will be a huge. Liverpool are trying to give me hundred and forty seven million pounds for my Camavinga. Yeah. So who say your three so. So it was it was a weird one. So I mean, it's, yeah. it's essentially Holland, really. If you can't get Holland, Griezmann on loan, and then too many. I'm surprised you didn't say that you'll sell Tammy Abraham. Yeah, the, uh, similar sort of thing to what we talking about with with well, two 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 reasons I didn't sell him was one, I think it's silly to sell him off the back of a kind of this is a, you won't get much money for him now because he he people know that Chelsea don't want him. I don't think you get more than forty million for him. I, right I mean, now. obviously West Ham were linked with him, and they were talking yeah. about forty million. Probably wouldn't obviously be that much, but but the the other thing is, I I, I mean, I, I I don't know whether Tammy Abraham doesn't want to go out on loan, but I, I really want to send him out on loan because I think that I, I don't see Tammy Abraham as, as feel similarly to how I do about Cudson I don't think he's he's going to be incredible, but I think there is a player in there, and I think if you if you send him out on loan to a half decent team, then if at the vet, you know, you could discover he turns into someone that you think, yeah, we could give him a go. And if not, well, you probably can get you probably added 20 million onto the price tag if you send him out on loan. So I, I would I would loan him out if Tuchel's you know not interested in you know if you or if you get Holland or somebody, but um so yeah, that was my reason behind Tammy. Uh, I mean it's I guess you could stick with Tammy for like a year because um Netcher doesn't Holland 62 million release clause activate suppose yeah but it's going to be an exciting that's it i don't think i think chelsea are out of the running if we don't get him this summer because i mean unless unless we really build up our team and and look like you know world beaters but i just think that at the point where because i i don't think we're that strict with our wage structure but if if the if it comes to the point where because every big team will be able to barcelona Real madrid they're in financial crisis they will find a way to try and pay for Holland because they're like that they'll just do it and I just think that once everyone's in there he will be getting five he'll be offering people will be offering him 500 grand a week and it will it'll you know it'll, he'll end up going to United or City or PSG or someone who's prepared to pay for that I, I just for some reason don't think we have 
as I think the, we have a chance now because we're the only team there, um, seemingly who can who can pay it. And um, even if like let's say you do most of your spending this season and you don't buy anyone next season apart from Haaland, you don't think you could afford him. So you pay the release clause and then you've got, let's say you make the top four again, you've got obviously that Champions League money and Marie and um, Abramovich was like, we're not, the only person we're going to sign is Haaland. So put all your eggs into that basket, pour all the money into it. You don't think you'll do that. I mean, it would be a good place to, it would be a good plan to have if you could guarantee it. Yeah, I'd be all for that. It's just, you know, you, you just, you just, once you, once you have every other club in, every other big club gunning for him, it's just so hard to know who will, who will get it. You know, I, I think the demise of the Spanish teams is, is, is given as a good chance. Mm. Um, but nevertheless, like, it's just it's just too too hard to tell. I, I I think if you if you if you felt you couldn't get him this summer, I certainly don't think planning to get him next summer is smart. But mm. in a hypothetical situation, yeah, I'd, I'd be all I'd be all for that. Because because he he's the only one, isn't he? Really, like that feels like as much as we've talked about a few of us having reservations still about him. That feels like and by we you mean you. <laughs> you are not, yeah. I also agree. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, and, but he he still feels like the only one that you like. I heard I read that the the reason Chelsea bought Havertz last year was mm. because they realised that he was available and they and they realised that no other team could afford him and they yeah. thought that this is just something this is just worth doing because he's got a lot of talent and I almost feel the same way about Haaland. It's like you, you wait, even if, whether he becomes this, whether he maintains this status as a brilliant player or not, these players only come around every six, seven, eight years. So you sort of pay over the odds, do, you know, do whatever you can to, to get him because, because why not? What, what are you waiting for? What are you saving the money for? If, if not for a player like this is what football is about. You want a Chelsea fan, right? Just to gamble with 120 million pounds yeah uh, maybe if, if you need to pay pay he might not turn out that good right. <laughs> so right. we'll get another one we'll get another one it's fine we literally did that with timo verder so yeah, well I'm, yeah. I'm sitting here like overthinking the 25 million euro that we're paying for buddy what's it called right yeah. well, yeah. if you just stop paying so much bloody money to your managers then you might be all right yeah, we're playing thomas tuchel like Pittance. I think Sean Dyche is getting more than Thomas Tuchel. I don't think that's true. But like, there's about six or seven managers getting more than Tuchel. I think Rogers is like the second highest paid in the Premier League. Yeah, they have, have to be so. a keeper, won't they? So just to quickly recap, uh, Chelsea outgoings, Danny Drinkwater, Callum Hudson-Odoi and Emerson Palmieri. And then Chelsea incomings, Erling Haaland slash Antoine Griezmann and Aurelien Tumeni. Tottenham Hotspur. We are up. All right, so we're starting with the outs, okay? Yeah. First one, um, I'm thinking, been there probably far too long, couldn't really show, hasn't really shown the promise that he did early in his career. Uh, he's, he's one of our highest paid players. I think it's about time to get him off the books. He's uh, Lamella. <laughs> uh, I think I said this last year as well, for the exact same reasons. Um, would you would you get him out? Would you get rid of him as per like a swap deal with like a Spanish club, maybe? Uh, maybe. Is that what you're yeah. thinking? Maybe something like severe or something. Yeah, that's uh, I quite like that idea actually. That's good. Sorry, yeah, go on. Maybe get that uh, Brian Gill. I think he's quite good. Brian uh, Gill, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the middle-aged plumber. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? Because for for re- for reference, so we're we're recording this on the same day that the reports suggest that Tottenham have agreed or are in talks with a deal to swap Lamella for Sevilla's Brian Gill. And if you're wondering why that was two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> very slow <edited. laughs> um, but would you did you have because you had Lamella last year would you was Lamella on your list before this news I'm guessing or, or was that is yeah yeah there? he was um, I mean yeah he's just been there too long it's not really sure the promise that he did early hmm. in his career um, we're, we're playing we're paying you know high wages for what is sometimes not even like a rotation player yeah uh, he's very injury prone He's, I mean, he's passionate, but he, he's almost he too it. aggressive. You know, he just gets it, but he gets it a little bit too much. 
uh, you know, is a liability to have in that kind of situation. Yeah, you know what I mean? Any kind of like. I mean, he scored a bloody Rabona against Arsenal and then got sent off and lost us the match. <laughs> I mean, it sums him up more than that game. That's literally <laughs> sums him up. Moments. Yeah, exactly. I think if we can use him as bargaining power in a deal to get this this Brian Gill, as it looks like, or even just sell him on for maybe 20, 20 million euros, I'd be happy with. Yeah. Just get a little bit in, get his wages off the books reinvest that in someone a bit younger a bit more promise he's, he's been a squad player for, for a few years now isn't he and like I, he's, I was saying to you in the, in the, before we, we started recording that yeah I don't think it doesn't feel like Spurs will miss him I, I don't mean that in a bad way he's a good player and, and is useful and you know has his, has his has good attributes but yeah I think Spanish football would suit him yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's an easy one to start off with <laughs> Next one is um, actually Musa Sizoko. Musa is just like Sizoko. <laughs> just like Sizoko, Harry. Yeah. Just like Sizoko. Um, I feel like with Sizoko, it's a weird one because obviously in that run into the Champions League final we had a couple of years ago, he was fantastic for that entire season. He, was, he wasn't very good before that at all. Yeah. Had that one good season. Season after that was not last season, the season before. He dropped off, didn't look fit last season. Mm. He looked good in patches, maybe a little bit defensively when, like in that you know December period where we were top of the league. But as soon as we dropped off, he dropped off, and yeah. honestly, it does not look. Like Where's his best position for you? See, it's weird because I know Mourinho was playing him quite a, a defensive, like a defensive kind of cover for a fullback. Yeah, and. Um, I'd say his best position is a bit fair, but the pitch kind of like a like a Metzala, you know what I mean? Like a, <laughs> yeah, like a Metzala, really. It's kind of like that dynamic when in that box-to-box kind of like drift out a bit wider yeah. to you know allow everything to move around him and not not pick out passes like a like a like a creative playmaker, but just be an extra man in those areas. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, so you can get you can get an overlap going. Um, you can get numbers in behind. You can create those triangles. Uh, I, I think that's his best position because I mean, he's not—he's not awful technically. He's quite good, like passing the ball. He can't shoot for anything, but he's—he's yeah, he's he's definitely he's... better than just being strong, a little bit quick, and yeah. a bit defensive. He's better than that. But I think it's time for him to move on. Yeah, yeah similar, similar situation to Lamella in a way he's he's one of the kind of fringe players who again you sort of think serves a purpose but won't be missed and yeah. has been what he's been there for four years now five years maybe <laughs> and um I mean he looked I must say he looked a better player than I thought he was ever going to be under Pochettino and I know I wax lyrical about Pochettino a lot so I don't want to go on about that but um he looked at you know at Newcastle I just thought he was just just running basically just running in legs um, and just nothing, yeah, you know, like a don- donkey's ability. But um, he definitely improved him. But yeah, it, it just sort of feels like that it, it, two, three years ago was his peak, and, and it's just there's no sort of he's got. So, I get. do, I do love Sazokov. I do like him. I do. I mean, this is it. I think there's like a sentiment towards him, but I think you're right. It's time to move on. Mm. Um, the last, my last owl is Lucas Mora. Which is saddening and because you, of the Champions League. You have you have decimated the the sort of central right side of your <laughs> of your midfield. Yeah, here. <laughs> couldn't agree more though. I think all three have bang on so far. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you can get, I, I mean, I don't know what the the price would be on Lucas Moura. Mm. I'd say maybe thirty million, if that. How old is he? Thirty-one. Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. Oh yeah, of course he was young. Came came through, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, but I'd, I'd say if you if you can get thirty plus million for him, I'd say that's reasonable. I don't think he he plays enough. Uh, yeah, when he does play, he seems to disrupt the flow a little bit. Mm. I know he loses the ball quite often because his, his his game is to dribble and run with it. But I, I feel like he disrupts the flow of the passing by doing that sometimes. Uh, then you lose the ball. Yeah, I know he puts a lot of effort into his runs. He's 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 decent at tackling and pressing high up the pitch, but 
I feel like there's better players for that. And like, you know, I put I put him in after this uh, link with obviously Brian Gill. Yeah. And I think we're we're overcrowded with uh, wingers. I think we're overcrowded with wingers now. Who who would you have well, started? Without spoiling who you're who you're bringing in, because I'm guessing there'll be there'll be a winger in there. Um, who would you start? Because you, you you said no to Lamella and no to Mora. Who would you have started then? Let's say, take Bale out of it. Like with Son and Kane, who who's the other forward in Bergwijn. the team? Bergwijn, okay. Yeah, I think um, defensively you can't 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 beat him for a, for a winger. Hmm. I know that's not necessarily his job. He's yeah. quick. Uh, he can run well with the ball. He comes back to power. Puts a lot of effort in. His finishing's a bit, nah, <laughs> on occasion. But he's not a bad finisher. That's the thing. He, he's good finisher. Yeah. It's just he hasn't he, he hasn't played enough. And the times where he has played and got himself in those positions, he has missed it. I think all the players that you've named there, Ash. I think the big problem for all of them is consistency or lack thereof. Who's my first? Nice. Who's 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 my first? It's Ryan Gill. Brian Gill, he's a left foot nice though. He is he is a left footed right winger though. And it's Leon Bailey. Okay, Leverkusen. Yeah. Leverkusen. Yeah, so I think I think Leon Bailey is fantastic. He's very fast. He's very good technically. He's you know, Leon Bailey. He's very I, I, I don't really know, to be honest. I, I, I can't adjective. Yeah. But I, I think it's what we need. I think we need a, a pacey right winger with a very good left foot. I mean, set pieces, he's not bad at taking them either. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, he can chip them with goals. I mean, if he's getting like set between 10 and 15 goals a season, I'd be really, really happy with that. And that's adding goals, taking them, taking a bit of the pressure off Harry Kane and Son. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's, that's the biggest issue with these right wingers that we've got at the minute. Yeah. It, it Apart from Bale's like, telling the none of them score. Yeah, exactly. And it, yeah, it feels like that that sort of player, you know, fast, somewhat, you know, direct, would be the right sort of person to have alongside both with Kane, Kane and, Son. and particularly, yeah. yeah, with Kane in his in his kind of new role, which I guess you could argue is kind of what Mora was initially, anyway, bought for. Yeah, but um, I think. But he's not, that, he's not that player. He's not, yeah, he's not like Moore is not a direct winger. He's not. A, he's not a traditional winger. Bailey is more of that. So, um, yeah, I, I think he's faster than the Son. He's he's so, explosive. Yeah, he's yeah, really he's so much faster than Son, and Son as well. Yeah. So you imagine that kind of running with the distribution from Harry Kane, but only on Bailey instead. Mm, he's absolutely quick. lightning quick. Who's your number two? Leon Bailey. Charles, uh, be fair. So what does what does Tottenham need? What are they screaming out for? I th- I think we desperately need a centre back. To be honest with you, and then I think you need a left foot on the left side. So yeah, so I'm going with Laporte because I mean oh. I don't know if anyone really remembers this, but in like, Virgil Van Dijk's fantastic breakout season, Laporte also had a very good season. Like I think he was injured for a big part of it, but that was the. Um, he was the reason why City weren't built as good as they were, and he was being talked about in the same breath as Virgil Van Dijk. Yeah, he, he was the, the, he was the Ruben Diaz was. before Ruben Diaz. Was yeah, he was the one that Diaz was meant to partner, not John Stone. Yeah, yeah. that was it. He, he went from City's best, like outstanding centre back to third choice <laughs> so fast. Yeah, I mean, what's like, happened there? Fair play to I think, Stone, I think he's like, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I'm a report any day. I mean, he's. He's been coached under Pep Guardiola. He's going to be able to play these, play these passes, play like have this tactical mind. Uh, he's yeah. left-footed for one, which is fantastic. He's he's he, he can boss people about at the back. And while he's not necessarily the quickest, he's not old viral slow. How how much how much are you paying for him? Well, he's he's, he's third choice, right? And they've got. I mean, they they've already offered him to us for Kane. So if you if you look at it as Say right, so 100 million for Kane, yeah, is what they're offering, yeah. plus Laporte and Sterling, right? We value Kane at 150 million. Are you telling me those players are 25 million pound each? And if that's the case, <laughs> then I'd say Laporte should be able to be gotten for about 35 40. I was gonna say, you take I don't know if, if, if City offered 80 mil plus Laporte for Kane, would you do it? 
Oh, for who? For Kane. So 80 you, mil for He just said he rejected 100 plus Laporte. And yeah, they've already offered, they offered 100 million and Sterling and Laporte. Oh, jeez. Is that where? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or was it Sterling or Laporte? It might have been Sterling or Laporte. <laughs> and 100 million. But still. Oh, it's it's one of them uh, where the wages would probably be an issue. I really like this as a shout and, and I think it could actually be a really good savvy signing for Tottenham. Yeah, I don't know whether yeah. you get him for 40 million. I mean, I think like a third choice centre-back is not someone who never plays. Third yeah, but I'm not afraid they also spent what, they also spent what, 40, 50 million on Nathan Ake? Mm. Yeah, yeah, but 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 he was he? But, but Nathan Ake, I, Nathan Ake, I could see as a more realistic um, buy because he, because he, he he has literally been bought for his ver- yeah exactly. But he but he was bought for his versatility, <laughs> wasn't he? He can play left back, he can play centre back, he can play centre mid. Laporte's mm. not that. Laporte is is Laporte will play like Man City are going to play 50, 60 games in every year. Laporte will play. 35 of them minimum like how much like, you saying then has like 56 well I, I just think like i'd say because because i don't think the port would necessarily be like because if if he was literally on the bench every every game i think you could have him push for a transfer or something but i think yeah upwards of like 50 55 i, I don't think i don't think city would would just part with because he's a good you know that's three really good center backs they've got there to be fair, I feel like John Stones is always like one or two games away from yeah, yeah. the port coming in, so that's the fair chance. To be fair. Yeah, so maybe forty-five then, forty-five. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I like the shout, and I think I think yeah, a smart mm, move for Spurs to make. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it makes sense. Yeah. The next one I was thinking is that we need a backup strike for Harry Kane. That's the hardest position for Tottenham to fill that backup to Harry Kane. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about maybe Patrick Bamford. Uh, I think, I think you that the, uh, without preempt before, I don't want to preempt what you're going to say, but I think as you said, sorry, I, haven't, is, I haven't done striker. Okay, well then, yeah, I'll just say quickly because as you say, it's a really hard position to fill. Where like, how do you how do you have a backup to someone who's never going to be dropped, but <laughs> yeah. then have them be good enough? I, I, I can't think of who this player might be and you could I suppose argue in some ways that you could say human son is a bit like this but if there was a way you could find a player who who is is essentially a striker but but you op, you use him in the squad as a kind of winger forward a bit like Anelka was used for Chelsea but to, to be with Drogba so with Drogba was injured you'd pop Anelka up there and be very happy with like right he's not as good as Drogba but but that's a striker we can rely on but when Drogba's back in, he's not dropping to the bench. He's st- uh, he's just on the yeah. wing. And and if you could find someone to do that, I think that would be the ideal thing. You could have someone play. He doesn't even need to start. But if you had someone who who, you know, is 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 just uh, can kind of fill both roles. But when Kane's there, which is going to be most of the time, he's mainly a winger or a like a like a Richarlison, but maybe like a- yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Um, you know, or or, well, or like or, millions, or so Lacaz- Lacazette or Bamian, yeah, you know, yeah, could yeah. do that role and, and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I don't think we'll be getting any of them too. Uh, <laughs> for some reason. But yeah, go on. Uh, the last one I picked was um so I wanted a goalkeeper. I think I think we need a goalkeeper. Okay. A, a first mean, choice. That's that's the uh, question. Uh, yeah. I don't think he'd be a first choice instantly, but next right. season I think he would be. Because mm. um, obviously we've got Hugo Lloris at the minute, he's what, 34, 35? Uh, and then Joe Hart's the backup. I mean, it's not, it, it, I mean, in some ways it's ideal because there's a lot of experience there. So I think it, it'd be good if you had like a younger a younger goalkeeper there to learn from them. Yeah, so I went for uh, Ariola. Okay. Okay, yeah. Because I think he's a really good goalkeeper. Uh, obviously, all on at Fulham last season mm-hmm. from PSG. Uh, PSG have found themselves in a position where they have five first-team goalkeepers. <laughs> all nine, of them are, nine, are, nine in the squad or something mad. Nine. Or like I think Three it was nine. Like in 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 their it must be including their youth. Um, not like not like under 18s but it must be including yeah. their team. But I mean, five really good options. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so they're probably in a position where they wouldn't mind selling one of them off for a bit less than he's probably worth. 
So I, I think Alphonse Ariola, I think if you're shrewd and prudent with it, you'd probably get him for like 25 million, mm. I would say. Uh, yeah. Maybe less than that. Uh, obviously, he impressed me with Fulham last season. Every time yeah. I did watch a game with Fulham in it, he was, he, you know, he's good at the back. Like he gets his, he gets his set piece wall perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he's he's good. He's good under. You know, he's he's yeah. as well. His reflexes are good. Mm. We'd be happy to have him as Tottenham's keeper for the next like five, six, seven, eight years. What for the next few years? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Obviously, never see a bit more of him. I, it's one of them where. He's had one season in the Premier League as well. He's been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they got relegated. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily his fault. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, next, maybe next two, three years, I wouldn't mind him there. Um, obviously, if you're paying 20 to 25 million for it, mm-hmm. it's, it's not that bad. Yeah, that's that's quite, you know, a good sort of path to go down in, in the event that Loris has a I don't think he's got a like a kind of cliff dive in him, but but it, but if he just did, you know, and had a kind of um, you know, he's not, I just think next, situation, uh, then then he would he yeah he, he'd be the kind of guy that you you'd imagine you could probably. I remember when when you bought Hugh Lloris, he he was switching around with Brad Friedel, believe it or not, for the first few months, and like you could even have a similar situation, maybe not for months, but like a couple of seasons where. You've got Ariola and Lloris kind of... I'd say you've got one season left in Lloris. I think that's when his contract runs mm. out. I was thinking right. if with that, why not wait until January and then start talks with Onana? The, I hate Onana. He's in, uh, he's in purgatory at the moment, isn't he? Or, he <laughs> well, got... yeah, he can't play because of a ban. Yeah, he failed yeah. to draft it. Because I think that's what I would... Do. Obviously, he's not played for a while, but the fact that they're talking about seven, eight mil for a player that's played in the Champions League for the past, what, three, four years? Like... Yeah, because you're right. Yeah, before that's, the, that's before the, really the controversy, yeah, he was, you know, linked with Barcelona. And, I mean, he was and, in their academy, and... yeah. He came yeah. through, linked with, them, uh, linked with a return. He's great. You're right. That that would probably it'd be like a money ball situation, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, get this, get Daniel Levy all over it. Savvy yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's actually tra- strategy. That's there was. Um, I saw a great speaking of PSG's goalkeepers. There was uh, someone I saw a headline in an article or something, or something on social media. I thought this is pr- probably true. Kaylor Navas is the most underappreciated footballer of all time. I think that's probably true, isn't it? Like he somehow. Been Real Madrid goalkeeper, PSG goalkeeper, been really good as both, but keeps getting booted out for a goalkeeper that's probably slightly better. Sure. Like any any other club in the world would have had Navas and been like, yeah, yeah. "We're fine. We don't need to buy anyone." And they're like, "No, we right. He's he's eight out of ten. We we can get eight point two out of ten, and we're gonna we are gonna get that." Has Donnarumma been loaned back to an Italian club? Are they gonna keep him? No, no, no. He's, he's he's in the team now. Like, like you were saying, <laughs> so yeah. Navas obviously now Donnarumma's coming. I, I hate Donnarumma. Yeah, I was watching his reaction after he saved Saka's penalty. <laughs> Apparently, because he didn't know that they'd won, he thought there was. Yeah, a- pretended he didn't know. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I was, oh, I didn't even realise we won until <laughs> everyone hugged me. But I thought, but I, I, I construed that as he's he's super cool, not like as in cool as in fashionable cool. I mean like. Super like collected. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, I fucking won the Euros. Whatever. I got that. As he can't count to five. Or maybe he can't count to five. <laughs> you, you missed it, Dave. Last week we were talking about the fact that this is going to be a terrible thing if if penalty shootouts now are VAR controlled, where the winning penalty goes in and the ref goes, stop, 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 stop. Wait, we've got to check it. We've got to check <laughs> it. They might as well do away with pens if that's the future. So just to quickly recap, Tottenham Hotspur outgoings, uh, Musa Sissoko, Eric Lamella and Lucas Moura. And incomings, Leon Bailey, Imeric Laporte and Alphonse Areola. Now, I must say, uh, we recorded this before Areola signed for West Ham on a season-long loan and before Leon Bailey uh, had any legs to Aston Villa. So apologies about that. Slow editing happens to the best of us. Let's move on to Arsenal, shall we? So I'm not going to lie, I've hated watching Arsenal <laughs> like it, yeah I think at one point I had to just stop watching them just because it was causing me too much stress uh-huh. you lost the hips 
It's probably the worst Arsenal team in your in your lifetime. Nah, exactly. It's pretty easy. It work out, mate. Youth players in there. It's annoying that we're just doing three outs because literally about three quarters of the team <laughs> has to go. But um, first of all, so the first person that's out the door is someone who's been at the club, I think, for 10 years or so. Aaron. Hector Bellerin, yeah. No. Yeah, so he, he just has to go. He's lost. I know he had a really bad injury, but he's lost so much pace. Technically on the ball, he just doesn't have a clue. His crossing's poor. And I think... He, he can't take a throw-in. And he can't take a throw-in. So that new rule that you were talking about, it will definitely benefit him if we keep him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think it doesn't help that we've obviously got Kieran Tierney on... Um, at left back, who just the Arsenal fans just absolutely adore, and who gives us so much going forward and defending. Mm. Um, so yeah, so Bellerin definitely has to go. I think it's his time just to go now. Yeah, he's far, he's far too concerned with his modelling now. Yeah, isn't and like he's off more like off the field antics. Like I know he's like really into like sustainability, which is obviously planting great. trees and yeah, yeah, planting trees. But I think it's like has that been to the detriment of his football. Yeah, you, you've got you have the rest of your life to do that. Like, mate, just yeah. just concentrate on your career, and then yeah. you do that on the slide, maybe. But just yeah, I agree. Just just. How do you turn to like alcoholism when um when he had this really big injury just to cope because he was so really? Yeah, it's mad. That's very sad because he's been a loyal servant of Arsenal football club for many years, and he's very passionate about the club as well. Yeah, he does love the club. But when it when time to go is the time to go, it is yeah. the time to go. It's sort of like he's overstayed his welcome for like two, three years sort of thing now. He was he was Barcelona, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was. Um, so <laughs> the second player is one who is never one for not being controversial. He's he's just Mister Controversial, whether it's telling the fans to do one and not so. <laughs> pleasant of way <laughs> or throwing down the armband or giving stupid passes uh, away and conceding burn, burn Leno yeah <laughs> it's um it's of course Granite Shack exactly yeah he's and he's I thought I was dreaming when I saw the links to Rome I thought it was a beautiful dream but it, it feels like a Mourinho signing. I, I don't know why. Like, I feel like he's going to go to Italy and he's going to just be like a world piece. Yeah. Like, well, he was, I thought he had a really good Euros. Yeah, and he and he he, he does have good moments. It's just inconsistent. It's like a switch goes off. <laughs> yeah, like a switch goes off and he'll just give away stupid pass or maybe, get yellow. It's his his attention span is just <clears> short. Maybe he's he's going to be one of these players that. It turns out to be just you know when certain players are suited to maybe not certain clubs because that's a bit silly but like certain managers and, and like Arsenal yeah. have a certain style that isn't that kind of rugged um, you know style that Jacka Jacka has and and it, I agree like the, the kind of the, the particularly tournament football but Switzerland in the in the, in the Euros were, were a bit more like that you know backs against the wall kind of thing yeah yeah like soak up pressure counter attack yeah. solid while I think when with Arsenal we try to be a bit more expansive and when he tries to do that he normally gives the ball away or it just goes awry so yeah because yeah, he was bought as a kind of all-encompassing midfielder wasn't he he wasn't yeah. just like a kind of over Kante for some yeah. <laughs> odd reason for more as well. Oh well, yeah. Yeah, that's... so he was meant to be this all-round, all-action combative player that you know put in a tackle like a Vieira, and but he, yeah, he was he was okay at the start, but yeah, he just went downhill. Um, so yeah, maybe Mourinho. I think maybe with Shaka, I think it's the less he does, the better. So just giving basic instructions of. You're just going to be in the front, get the ball, just distribute it, make a simple pass, and maybe yeah. that will give him less to do. So he has to think less, and he'll be a better player for it. Mm. Um, and then the third one, and I, it was very, very tough. It was between this player and another player who both play in the same position. Um, and I think I've only gone with this player because I think he will be easier to sell. But it's um, Lacazette. Uh, yeah, you had him last year, if I remember yeah. rightly. <laughs> Two years, so I yeah. think. And the other player was Aubameyang. Um, yeah, wow. Yeah, what a fall from grace. Yeah. Exactly. How much do you think you get for Lacazette? 
between 15 and 20 mil output. Really, really? Not maybe like, more than that. I don't know because he's got one year left on his contract. So he's okay. Yeah, yeah. I, thought, I, I thought you were going to proper all that highball it. Like, yeah, you said 50, yeah, I thought you said 50. Yeah, I thought he was like, yeah, I was like, ooh. No, I suppose, yeah, if it's one Yeah, no, I'd say reasonable, 15, 20 yeah. million. I think it's with his, with his wage as well. I think you've got to look at the type of teams that will go in for him, like Leon, who don't have that much money and who wouldn't be able to pay all of his wage or give him mm. too much. So. Yeah, go back to France. Yeah. I think it's sad because I think Lacazette is is someone who the Arsenal fans do have a lot of sentiment towards. It's just a bit like Firmino. He he has a lot of passion, works hard, but his goal contribution is not where it should be. Yeah, I think he could have been so much more. Oh, dear. Okay, so moving into my ends, though, a straight sort of swap for Bellerin. And someone who I think there is question marks over his ability to play, to be sort of be injury-free... But definitely no question of him going forward. His own Tarek Lamptey. Okay. So as a replacement for Bellerin. As a replacement for Bellerin, yeah. I was torn between Max Aaron's and Tarek Lamptey, but I just feel that Tarek Lamptey just going forward is just another beast. I think him and Tierney, sort of what you were talking about, Ash, and I know that there's some that might mention when we do our um, starting 11, but I think... It's a frightening proposition having Tierney and Lamptey bombing down the wings and having like our inside forwards, either like Pepe and Saka or Martinelli. Mm. Um, and I think, yeah, it's, mm. it's difficult because he's, he's quite a short fullback. He's a short defender. So he's very small. He is, he is. And I think he's had a few big injuries. Like he's, I think, I don't think he's played more than 20 league games in the last two seasons or so, something like that. He's like, He's not played that many all like seasons. He, he only joined Brighton in, in yeah. January 2020. Was it? I think, yeah. So he's not had a huge amount of like, yeah. call it a year really. Or like, because yeah. I, even I think, I don't even think he, he was properly in the team for that first half of the year. So it's only really one season. But yeah. I, but yeah. He's that injury report. The energy is now have... though. What's he going to be like in five years' time? Yeah. It's, Did it's he have the injury report? Do you know? Uh, I mean, he literally played one game, which is against you at the Emirates. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know is the, is the short answer. Um, yeah. so I, I don't, I didn't, I didn't, it's not something I've heard. So Yeah, fantastic going forward though. Like, yeah, really good, is. really good attacking output. And I think that's what I want. Very quick. Yeah, just rapid, so, so quick and dribble, can cross, can do it all. Very like quick. a good Bayern. Like <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, what, what Bayern used to be. Um, my second signing is again probably a replacement for someone I've said um, should go out is was Shaka, but um, I think um, Yves Basuma from Brighton. <laughs> Brighton again, yeah. Uh, uh, I've never yeah. seen that one. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so I think I think it's obviously been talked about in the news and so you got Ben White, Tariq Lamptey, Yves I know. Basuma, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just before you, you go, yeah, that's yeah, that's just you, you'll be. It's what it's the same relationship Liverpool have with Southampton. That's that's the that's what Barcelona. Just I was going to say, just briefly, what what are you, what's your views on Ben White? It's. I think I would be okay with it if I didn't have this horrible feeling that that's going to be our marquee signing. That right. I cannot see Arsenal spending. It's a lot of money. There on Ben White, a lot, a lot and then spending, let's say, you know, you've seen the links with James Madison, 60 mil on James. I can't in mm. any universe fathom us doing that. So I think for Arsenal fans, it's horrible because it's like, he's probably going to be the marquee signing and we're not going to then start the positions that we need. I think what's also worse is, is that Ben White coming in has meant William Saliba goes out. This is a player mm. that was signed two years ago for 27 mil, was highly rated has not even played a single competitive game for Arsenal. Did he even put a shirt on? Because he seems for to like go friendly. wrong. <laughs> yeah, for like friendlies in the reserve team. But no, he's never never even played a first team game. And this is someone that was in the reserves while we were still playing Mustafi, who is quite publicly said that he wants to leave and doesn't want to be at Arsenal. So how, yeah. in what world does that make sense? Who, no, who's not today? Who is with um, Sorry? Who who partners with with White? Uh, he plays in a th- so what for Arsenal or yeah, for Arsenal. So it would be Gabriel. 
<clears throat> Gabriel, yeah, that's it. Because yeah. obviously David Luiz is gone. Yeah, so that's, that's why they brought Ben White in because I think he's the David Luiz replacement. And I like I like White. I I, I think that obviously it's it's on the one hand you're like fifty mil for someone who didn't even go to the Euros is, is a lot, but then he's 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 got you know he looks a really good player. He looks like he and yeah. it's similarly to the thing I said about Havertz on a kind of lower scale. Like maybe they kind of just thought, look, he, what he's twenty two or something or something like that. Like. There's not many players that you think could kind of, you know, be a kind of good established player. Why not, you know, why not spend a bit of money just to have this is right. We've got a decent centre back for seven years. You know, that's not the worst. To... Yeah, I think the qualms that Arsenal fans have isn't necessarily with him. It's those things that I mentioned. So him, he could obviously come in and sort of set the Premier League sort of a light and be a great ball-playing defender, you know, great in the tackle, maybe not as good aerially, but mm. I, know, I know why Arteta's brought him because he wants Arsenal to play out from the back. But yeah, sorry, going back to Basuma. Yeah, so I think Basuma, I think, is someone that I think would be really good with Thomas Partey. I think that's a solid midfield that Arsenal haven't had for a long time. Both are very dynamic, combative, can play the ball, can win the ball. It's almost like you're having two of the same player but obviously if one goes the other one can drop and they both can do each role mm. and I just think like I said if we have our wingers sort of bombing if we have our fullbacks bombing forward you know that the centre-backs with it's White and Gabriel are going to have that protection just in front yeah I like I think, that but that balance yeah yeah back in fullbacks solid central yeah you know. the people that can unlike Shaka they can get across the pitch really quickly mm. very mobile very strong very athletic and I think that brings a solidity that we've not had. And I think for like 30, 40 mil that it's been talked about, I think that is like a bargain for a player that obviously looked really, really good last season and did well. Um, and then my last signing is someone who isn't a direct replacement, but is um, Hussein Mamoir. So I think those three and obviously you can maybe talk about Smith Rowe because I think for me I don't want to play 4-2-3-1 I want us to play 4-3-3 mm. and I think those three could I think be a really exciting midfield a really strong midfield that I think could really challenge the the sort of teams obviously finished way above us almost play for player in that midfield so who's missing out in the, in the midfield then I'm trying to I'm trying to remember all your all your central midfielders so it's like El Nenny, Shaka, um, and then we've had a lot of people set back. So obviously, Sabias has gone back to Madrid. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, Odegaard's obviously gone back, who plays slightly more advanced. Um, so we've, we don't have that many midfielders, and especially not that many midfielders of good quality. I think the only reservation that I would have about getting Basuma is the, the AFCON in January, because we've got... Partey going, if we get Basuma, he goes. Mm. El Nenny, if he's still at Arsenal. Pepe, Aubameyang. So that's almost five, at least four of the starting 11 all going to the African Cup of Nations. Yeah, good point. So that's maybe why Arsenal a bit have a few reservations about selling. So yeah, so I don't think he'll obviously go for Basuma, but I think for me that'd be a great signing. Awar as well, I think he just adds... He's not he's not the most creative player, but I think as you've mentioned this about Modric, he assists the assister. Mm, mm. So he's someone that's gonna get the ball and he'll make clever passes that will then potentially lead to someone then assisting a goal or making a chance for someone. So I think yeah. he's someone that tracks back as well and really takes his defensive duties really seriously. So I think those three I think would be this really dynamic, creative, but sort of strong midfield yeah really well really well balanced and then if you've yeah. got um you know i guess as long as long as you've got you know say Aubameyang, yeah fly you know working and, yeah. and saka and 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 you know whoever else martinelli and you know the the you've got enough firepower to be like that you know that cuts yeah. to sort of complement the solidity in midfield and the, the versatility yeah and i think he relieves the attacking players to just attack. I think it relieves that sort of burden of... And obviously you want your attackers to track back. I think football now, you have to be able to to go back and forth whatever position you play in, unless it's obviously centre-back or keeper. But it's like, if you know that you've got a party Basuma behind you and Alwa who's going to, you know, maybe track back on a midfielder and nick the ball without the player. No, I think as a 
winger, you're more likely to want to go the other way, as in to, mm. to the um, opposition's goal, because you know that I'm supported in the back. And I think mm. that's what's been detrimental when we've played Aubameyang left wing. He's been playing like like a wide defensive winger. He's been having to track back 40, 50 yards. And then obviously you expect him to then get back up the pitch again. While Aubameyang's someone who you just want on the last shoulder. He's, he's, he's not really of the edge to be doing that. Exactly. And this you're just killing his, his talent. You're like wearing down his career even more so because he's, he's what, 32 now? And this, he's not going to... He's lost, he's lost a bit of pace, he has. Lost a bit of pace, he's ageing. So you want to help him out. Again, Arsenal don't, they don't do their players any favours sometimes, or Arteta doesn't. Mm. So if you have that solidity, then it means that your attackers can just attack. You know that they're going to have that solid base. So, yeah, that's that's something I obviously won't have. Now, Arteta obviously has his own views of things. But as an Arsenal fan, it's just so frustrating seeing where we need to improve on and just not doing it. Yeah, it, just feel, yeah, it feels like it's... It... It's so obvious for everyone to any. If you ask any fan of a team outside of Arsenal, you could they will tell you that Arsenal need a, probably a centre back, a right back, a holding mid, probably a striker and an attacking midfielder. But I don't, I don't think I'd agree with the holding mid, but I, I'd say Partey should be doing that. No, because I think Partey is actually box to box. I think. think? Yeah, and I think he's been playing that position more for Arsenal in um, pre-season. I think. He, he, I think he sees himself as a, as a box to box, but because of Atletico strengths, yeah, yeah as, as tight casted him as this, yeah, he, he, he made, he's not, he's more in Dombele than he is as a kind of Hoyer, ho- yeah, ho- for example. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, he's he's fucking nowhere near either. <laughs> right. You can say he's in the middle of the two of them, right? And yeah. he can't do either job as well, right? <laughs> but Hoyer. It's absolutely god tier, yeah. That's for me. I would put I would put Hybjerg next to a, a party. I wouldn't want to put party next to an. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. That's mm. when that's when party I think will shine when he's next to someone. Who and then I'll just put Hybjerg next to the Indombole. <laughs> next to the Indombole. And just for another quick recap, Arsenal outgoings: uh, Bellerin, Xhaka, and Lacazette, and Arsenal incomings: Lamptey, Basuma, and Awa. Thank you very much again for joining us. Uh, feel free to give us a follow and a like and whatever you want on uh, Instagram and Twitter, both handles at Edge of the Box Pod. Um, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify. If you're listening to us on Spotify, we're on Apple. So feel free to check us out on there as well. All right, see you next week. Bye-bye.